Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. If you've been with us for the last three weeks, you'll know we've been journeying through this series, Out for Delivery, where we've been sort of tracking the journey of a package from the moment you click order to the moment it arrives on your doorstep. And this kind of process of waiting. And it's interesting that we kind of go through this, this journey of, you know, when something is dispatched, it's kind of there's some movement that there's this beginning of this process. And then you get to the next stage where it says it's out for delivery. There's, it's on its way. There's some momentum building. You get excited. There's some anticipation. And then you get to this place where you get that email and it says it's one stop away. Like you're next. One more stop. And it's this moment. And Holly articulated this beautifully last week where it's this idea where there's all these emotions that come. Some positive, some negative, And we begin to feel these things. Is it going to be right? Am I going to be enough? Is it going to arrive on time? All these different things. Uh, is, it, is it the thing I even ordered? Do I want it? Do I need it? All these things begin to, I guess, confuse us. And this anticipation and expectation and excitement build up. And then today we're going to be landing on the final week of this series, which is Delivered when that knock on the door happens and it's kind of this culmination of this process where it's finally delivered. And we've kind of been paralleling this with this story of Christmas that we find in the Bible. And actually at the heart of this Christmas story, we find two characters that I actually believe God has used to tell a profound story in the midst of this even crazier profound story. And that's Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph was this couple and Mary was visited by an angel and the angel said to Mary, look, Mary, you've been chosen to give birth to a son who is going to be the savior of humanity. Like the prophets have, have told about this moment, about this happening, like Mary was a virgin, but she was due to be married to Joseph. And she's told this news, you have been chosen. Like God has seen you and he's chosen you for this. And then her husband to be Joseph. An angel visits him and says, look, this is what God wants. This is the plan of God. And this is how it's going to play out. We could call this moment the promise. So this is where Mary and Joseph are told of what is going to happen. But then, like we said, with this journey of the package, it's like the, the moment the package is dispatched and the moment it's delivered are kind of quite small parts of the process. The main body of the process is just waiting. We often find ourselves in the waiting. Think about it. Mary and Joseph find themselves in this period of waiting where God has promised something and then they're in the waiting. Now around that time, it would have been quite a shameful thing for a woman to be pregnant, one who wasn't married. And then to claim they were a virgin, there would have been a lot of people questioning what's going on. It would have been a huge pressure on Joseph like she has brought shame to him. Because everyone would have made their assumptions and, and thought what they would have thought. But Mary and Joseph knew the promise and they knew the will of God. And we see this beautiful story unfolding where we see Mary's humility and her gentleness and her heart. And she just continues to worship and run into God. And uh, Mary is obviously pregnant. And have you ever had one of those moments where 
everything just seems to go wrong. If you weren't in a difficult situation already, then the, the floor seems to drop out and you find yourself in an even more difficult situation. Well, that's exactly what happened. Like uh, Holly was speaking on last week, we see that when Mary was in this place, the emperor called for a census, which basically means that everyone has to go back to where they came from so they could be counted to like population checks, all those sort of things. And Mary and Joseph had to go from Galilee all the way to Bethlehem, from kind of a non-place to another non-place. It's this, again, theme of just the unknown, just the back of nowhere. And Mary and Joseph in this place where there would have been a lot of pressure, a lot of responsibility. Imagine being told you are going to be part of God's plan. For when Mary gives birth to this child, it will be God in human form. Here to be the savior of humanity. There would have been a pressure, a responsibility. It would have been like, God is going to use us to do that. And they have to make this crazy voyage, this journey where... Some of it would have been walking, some of it would have been on a donkey or a camel. It wouldn't have been a, you know, like a first class flight. It wouldn't have been comfortable. And they find themselves having to make this, this journey back to Bethlehem, where Joseph came from. And uh, obviously it's a census, so there would have been loads of people going back to Bethlehem. It would have been chaos. It would have been busy. And... I guess when I said that you had one of those moments where like things just all happen at once, the Bible does a really good job. I find it interesting. The Bible does this a lot where it like builds up this story, builds up this story, and then it just drops a line and that's it. It just leaves it at that. And this is what happens. We're going to look at Luke 2 verses 6 to 7. We'll see what happens here. It says, while they were there, there being Bethlehem, obviously while they were there, while everyone else was there, while it was busy, the chaos, the sort of inconvenience, the craziness of the time. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Talk about inconvenient. Talk about that, the anxiety. Think about Mary's mindset right now. Like she's got this responsibility. God has entrusted this to her. And she's sort of on, on foot. She's kind of like away from home, away from everything she sort of knows. And then this happens. The time comes for the baby to be born. In the middle of a mess. The less than ideal circumstance. The Bible says the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Let's just, let's just look at this picture for a second. Mary, heavily pregnant, arrives in this busy place. It says... There is no guest room available. We don't know what that, whether that was like a family home of Joseph's. So we don't know whether it was like a, an inn or whatever it might have been. But what we know is they had to go into the lower part of a house where animals and there was hay and it would have been damp and it would have been cold and it would have been dark. It wouldn't have been the place that they kept humans. Okay, it would have just been for animals. And Mary gave birth to Jesus. It says she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, which is a trough that animals would feed out of. I don't know about you, but this is not the circumstances that you would expect the savior of humanity to come into. There's, I guess there's kind of like a, a beautiful paradox in this moment where, whereby we as readers know that this is like one of the, the craziest experiences, one of the most monumental, impactful experiences of human history that God stepped 
into time and into creation. And we're reading this thinking this is not the circumstances in which the king, in which uh, like royalty would come. It isn't something that, that God in human form would come in a manger, would come in this dark, dirty, damp manger in the middle of animals, in the middle of chaos, in the middle of like upheaval, in the middle of political tension. It doesn't seem like the story that we expected to read. But I actually think this picture is more relatable than we could ever know. I actually think that the very reason Jesus didn't come in a palace, didn't come with the sky cracking open and this crazy, like soldier-like, you know, big political warrior coming in and into this place of luxury and having everything together, I think it's because I don't think that's the story of Jesus. Because if Jesus came in the ideal circumstances, if Jesus came in a place where everything was put together and everything was perfect, what would that mean for the human condition? What would that mean for us in the depth of our suffering and our brokenness? I actually think that this picture, we misunderstand it time after time after time. Because when we look at it and think, how tragic, how tragic that Jesus had to come into the earth like that. Actually, we need to understand that in that very moment, the perfect hand of God plunged itself into the murkiness of the human condition and grabbed us and dragged us out into life. This is not a story of the tragic little baby who came in these less than ideal circumstances. This is the story of a perfect God sending himself down into the brokenness and in the chaos of our lives to bring about beauty and bring about peace. That is the story of Jesus. In a picture that might look meek and might look like it's just not the story we wanna read about the savior, the person that we wanna follow, because it just isn't so glamorous, but actually it's the very story of our redemption. This is a picture of what the incarnation, the, the coming of Jesus was. Jesus sent himself into the depths of the human condition, experienced darkness and loneliness for our sake. I think that picture is more relatable than even we realize. We talk about prophecy and we talk about the idea that the prophets sort of spoke on what God was going to do. God used the prophets to tell the story generations before. Think about it. This was like this idea of the, the package. There was a process of anticipation. There was this process where people were expecting the coming of God. Okay, this Messiah, like this Messiah um, symbol or this person that was going to save people. Everyone had their expectations and actually this might have looked like a very disappointing comment. It might have been like, oh, that's the Messiah we've been anticipating for generations. But like I said, it's a perfect picture of why Jesus came. But let's look at it. One of the, the prophecies that was, uh, was, I guess, that foretold Jesus was in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 and this is what it says it says for unto us a child is born obviously talking about Jesus it said unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace the prince of peace See, I love this because I actually think that the story of Jesus this final moment the culmination of this this period of anticipation 
this very moment that literally cracked apart human history, we find this little picture of beauty in the midst, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of upheaval. And if you're listening to this this morning, you're thinking, well, how, how can God, how can God do anything with me? How can like the craziness of my life ever point to anything good or ever point to anything whole? Well, the story of Jesus is one of this. In the midst of the craziness, there, were, there was a unquenchable hope. There was something that could not be crushed. It was the Prince of Peace laying in the most inconvenient and unideal circumstances. And in your life right now, maybe your life feels like that stable. Maybe you find yourself right now in a stable-like scenario where you're just thinking, I shouldn't be here. I thought I hit rock bottom and then I fell through again. You find yourself in a place, maybe even after this crazy year, you just find yourself in that dark, damp place thinking, I shouldn't even be here. Those are the perfect circumstances for the Prince of Peace to demonstrate to you that he is still there. You think when Jesus was born in an animal shed in the midst of like this political uprising, in the midst of an infanticide where, the, where Herod the king was trying to kill off all the babies. It was this like all out manhunt for Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus. And you're telling me that yet this experience in the middle of all of that cracked apart human history and changed it forever. And that there was this like flicker of hope and peace in the midst of that. I have a feeling that 2020 has nothing on the Prince of Peace. I have a feeling that actually in our lives right now, we are in the perfect circumstances to experience the presence of God. I think Jesus was born in those circumstances to remind us that he is present in the depths of our sufferings. Maybe you haven't met the Prince of Peace. Maybe you're yet to meet this Jesus that we talk about who came down to be present in our suffering, to be present in our pain. I wanna encourage you that he came for you. He came for me. He came with this purpose to purify this human experience, to hang on a cross and take on our sin and our shame and our guilt and our brokenness. To be crucified and to lie in a tomb. And three days later, rise again, stamping on sin and on shame and walking out of there to give us a hope of a future. I really believe today, if you want to become a follower of Jesus, your life will change forever. You will be flooded with a peace so profound that you cannot even put words to it. Or maybe this Christmas, you have found yourself asking that very same question. But this, how is this supposed to be? How, how, how is this supposed to be the journey that God has taken us on? Maybe this Christmas is a Christmas that you need to remember that image of the Prince of Peace. That is all perfect. This unquenchable hope in the midst of chaos, in the midst of inconvenience, in the midst of brokenness. Maybe if we set our sights on that person, on Jesus, just maybe this Christmas might not be a write-off. Maybe it might not be less than ideal circumstances.
Maybe they are the ideal circumstances for something beautiful to come. I hope you have an amazing day. We have loved spending these few moments together. I pray that this is the best Christmas that you have ever had. Not because everything is perfect, but because you have met the one who is perfect. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.